Welcome everybody back to the Positive That Podcast. Today we're sitting here with Jonathan Epper, CEO of Vibes. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. So we have our intro song we're going to play for you. This is a throwback from when I was in high school. Me and my, my best friend Shane used to listen to this probably 75 times a day. <laughs> so the first thing people hear of when they think CBD is illegal drugs, marijuana, I get high, I'm against it. I want you to first debunk that myth and explain how CBD is different than actually smoking marijuana. What makes you high is the chemical THC, which everyone's familiar with, uh, whether you smoke it or ingest it through an edible or consume it in some other way. But CBD is another one of the cannabinoids. And we still haven't discovered all the cannabinoids within, within the plant, but uh, we know CBD, THC are two of them. Unlike THC, which has psychoactive effects on the body, uh, CBD has none. So you can take as much CBD as you want and you won't get high. No matter what. Doesn't no matter, matter what. Your tolerance, type of person yep. you are, race, nothing. That's right. As long So like, for example, in our beverages, we use CBD isolate. And CBD isolate just means it's the isolated version of you know the, the chemical CBD. That's the most pure version? That's the most pure version. And there's no other cannabinoids in there. So you, you, there's no chance of getting high or failing a drug test. Interesting. So if somebody in the NFL drank one of these drinks, which you sent me a ton of, and I drink one daily, and so hard because you can't just have one sip. Like I anticipated coming here with a full bottle, and by the time I got on the train, it was already empty, right? So if someone in the NFL or NBA drinks one of your Vibes drinks with CBD in it, they will not fail a drug test. We actually have had NFL players drink our product. I don't really understand and fully know the NFL's position on CBD right. today. They're still against it. They're still so, against it. Yeah. But uh, if an athlete did drink Vibes, unless the, the league is testing for the can, uh, cannabinoid CBD, they would not fail a drug test. So recently I got uh, introduced to a guy who's starting his own football league called the Freedom Football League. He's anticipating closing out his first funding round, and he's doing it like you know a VC tech startup bringing former players in. And Ricky Williams is one of the guys, he's actually, you know, they're based out of LA, who's endorsing the league and he's one of the partners of the league, one of the co-founders. And he flat out came out and said, all my teammates, the majority of my teammates were getting hooked on painkillers, pills, you know, taking shots that messed their body up. He's like, I smoked weed because I ran the ball 40 times a game and I ran as hard as I could. So do you think eventually CBD gets into sports more dominantly? And is the recovery actually proven to be that much better? I absolutely do. It's already there. Rob Gronkowski, Ron, Grod, I can't say his Rob name. Rob from yeah. the Patriots, uh, retired and, and just got behind a CBD brand, which has brought a lot of credibility, I think, to the, to the category. And I think, you know, people are looking for alternatives to pain medications because of the addiction to pain medications mm-hmm. and all the uh, side effects. I think we all know somebody that got yeah. hooked on it. And I think, you know, CBD is one of those natural relievers of pain. What we don't know is at what dosages people need to take to get that pain relief. I feel everybody's body's different, right? Everybody's so. body's different. It's like Tylenol, right? If you were to take Tylenol and you're a bigger guy, you know, you may need to take two, two tablets. I may need to take one to feel the same effect. Sure. And what we don't know yet is what dosage someone needs to take to, to achieve that sort of uh, efficacy with, with, with pain relief. So tell me about your background. So before Vibes, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? What was your first entrepreneurial endeavor? And how did you get to this point today? So I'm from the Midwest, grew up in northern Indiana, and I'm really a family of entrepreneurs. My dad was an entrepreneur in the restaurant business, and he got into manufacturing. So I really grew up, you know, we always had dinner at the, at the table as a family. Really learned life through my through my dad and his stories about business and work and managing people and 
just seeing him create multiple co- companies in different industries and what he went through. I never fully appreciated it until I got into the role never myself, will. you know, and now I have so much respect for trying to raise a family and having kids and, you know, and, and build a business at the same time. And very difficult, you know, and I'm single, I don't have a family. So, and, and you know, I'm like, where do I have the time? You know, how do I fit them in? Yeah, exactly. So I can't, <laughs> I can't you know, not, swipe, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and the world feels like it moves much faster today sure. than it used to move. And I think that's, you know, that's part of the reason why we're being successful because people are looking for ways to sort of slow things down a little bit, be more present in their life. But I would say like, you know, entrepreneurship is just in my DNA. My first business when I was 12 years old, I started a landscaping, lawn mowing business. Went to college at Purdue, studied technology, graphic design. I graduated when I was at Purdue, I was building websites for local businesses in West Lafayette. Realized at that time that I had a real skill. You know, this is like early 2000s. And then moved down to San Diego from Indiana. I wanted wow. better, better, better weather. And, um, Got it. <laughs> I did. But then I came out and moved to New Jersey. And I actually uh, took a really great job working for Merck Pharmaceuticals. Oh, so wow. I had some experience in the pharmaceutical industry. And I was basically designing websites for new uh, and upcoming vaccines and drugs that, that, that Merck was putting out. But wanted to get back to the West Coast. So I moved back there. Got a job working for MySpace. I was a product manager for them, which was, an, was probably one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. They were the first to the party. Really one of the first, yeah, to kind of to kind of go big. I mean, at one time, you know, MySpace was the third most traffic website in the world. Wow. I was getting to, you know. What was the first one, like a porn site? A Google. A Google and then yeah. porn site? I don't know. I think it was Yahoo and Google. Yeah. Just goes to show how long ago this yeah. was, right? No one even says There were only Yahoo four anymore, options out right? there. At least Google's still around. Yeah. But it was one of the first times I'd ever sort of moved into a role where I was was called a product manager. And I was sitting sort of in the middle of the engineering team and the design team figuring out like, okay, when people come on MySpace, like what what do they do? What do they interact with? And that was like my job as a product manager to figure that stuff out and then build it with the team. So the psychology really behind it. There's a lot of psychology there. You know, and I love working and making consumer stuff. I love making stuff for people. But what I realized at MySpace was, you know, working in tech was like I had the ability as a early, you know, a young 20 year old to come up with things that influence people. And not just a few people, but like millions of people. And that was a pretty powerful realization. So that's your skill set. That's really your gift. <laughs> What's that? Influencing people. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm influencing <laughs> people, but I, I like to think I am. Yeah, you know, I like, I just like making stuff for consumers. I like, I like uh, making stuff, seeing how they respond to it, react to it. Tech is what my background was, but then the kind of a crazy thing happened. I started a company called Radpad about five years ago, raised $15 million for the company on paper, had everything that every tech entrepreneur wants, you know, capital, good fun, uh, investors, a beautiful office in Culver City, a really cool artsy space. Uh, track record. And, yeah, track record, working on, uh, uh, it was, Radpad was a marketplace for apartments and rentals, and um, we were trying to collect data and make it easier for people to rent and move. And But then a crazy thing happened. We got into a big loss with Craigslist, nearly bankrupted the company, and sort of, you know, we had this really... So played, you know, David versus Goliath and that stuff. Essentially, yeah. yeah. You know, it was the most traumatic experience of my life. You know, here I went from... Did you have your own personal money invested in it, too? I didn't... No, I didn't have any money. Thank God. So... All right. Well, you know, I mean... It, it sucks way, even more losing other people's money, Oh, but my still, gosh, hey, yeah. It's the worst feeling yeah, in the world. it's the worst. Even I if mean, they don't care, they don't mind, do they understand... Going to sleep every night knowing you have other people's money on the line is fucking terror. 100% agree. And, you know, fortunately, our investors were institutional funds. So it wasn't like people lost money. Yeah, your average Joe putting up. Right. right. We didn't raise money from friends and family. We raised from institutional 
uh, tech funds that have, you know, softens the blow a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Right. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, it was painful to, to think that this company that we had spent all this time building on and our hearts were into it. We'd raised lots of money. We had a lot of people behind it. You know, a lot of people using half a million people were using Radpad at its peak was potentially going to go out of business. And fortunately, it didn't go out of business, but something kind of remarkable happened during this time, which is mid 2016. A friend of mine was having dinner, uh, and I were having dinner one evening, and he said, "You know, you just you look like shit." Have I you? Feel ever, like shit. <laughs> I was like, well, I, 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 "Can yeah. you tell?" Yeah. Uh, I was trying to mask it, and he said, "I think, I think we've should. all been there." Yeah, and he he suggests I try CBD. Serious? That's yeah, where it all started. That's how it all started. I was like, "Well, what is CBD?" Yeah, what does that stand for? And CBD stands for cannabidiol. I didn't, you know, it took me. I could just. Took me a few minutes just to even get the pronunciation right, mm-hmm. but I was so desperate to try something. He described it in this way. He said, "You know, it's like it's like THC, but without the high." And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" He's like, "Well, you know, it helps with anxiety and like just general well being." And I said, "Well, where do you buy this at? Like no hallucination, yeah. right?" And he said, "Yeah, you don't get high from it." And I said, "Well, where do you where do you get this stuff at? Like a dispensary?" He goes, "Yeah, there, or you can get it in like natural food stores." And that's what kind of was like a light bulb. Like natural food stores are selling Dang, this, yeah. you know, because I'd never really, I'm not, I'm not a big cannabis guy. I didn't really frequent dispensaries. Mm-hmm. And so I went to this store called Erewhon in LA. It was a natural food store and I picked up some CBD oil. And I remember walking in and, you know, Erewhon, if you've ever been in the store, it's kind of like the Barneys of natural food stores. I mean, it's like curated to the T and everything in there is four times more expensive than a normal grocery store. But I but mean, it works. It's but real. it works, right? <laughs> so you, I went in there and I went up to this, this lady that was working the vitamin aisle. And I said, Hey, I'm looking for CBD. And she got really excited and she took me over this locked box out of thousands of vitamins and supplements they had. The only thing locked up was the CBD oil. And I, that left an impression on me. I was like, why is this locked up? Um, Top secret. Treating it like medicine, <laughs> yeah. really. You yeah. know, it was like behind the counter. She pulled it out. She explained to me that it helped with anxiety and pain. It was 160 bucks, And I thought that was insane expensive for this yeah. like little yeah. tincture. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I got nothing to lose. I'll, tr- you know, I'm desperate to feel better. I'll try it. And she wouldn't even give it to me. She had to go take it behind the register. I had to pay for it first before they'd even give it to me. Wow. So I left the store and like before I even got in my car, I was putting the stuff under my tongue, which was kind of different. You know, I sure. wasn't used to putting anything under my tongue like that. And I started taking it and within a couple of days, noticed a big change in how I felt. I was calmer. The anxious feelings I had in my stomach sort of reprieved a little bit. Yeah, that pit that, you know, and it, you feel terrible. You can't focus. You can't think. And I had been feeling that for months. Mm. And I started taking CBD oil every day for weeks and months. And at the end of 2016, we were fortunate enough to sell RadPad, sort of put that chapter behind oh, me. Oh, so you did get out. We did get out. But it wasn't like the kind of outcome, of you know, every tech entrepreneur is shooting yep. for. And But I came out of this and I came into 2017. I was so emotionally exhausted from the experience. I was just like... I, I don't have any energy to do anything right now. But if that didn't happen, Vibes wouldn't be here today. 100% agree. If you would have sold the company for $700 million, you would have still been plugging along with the pit in your stomach. Possibly. Or dead. Possibly. <laughs> or you dead. Know? But the, the thing is, yeah. I think, you know, my dad always says people, as they get older, they don't change unless something like really remarkable happens Drastic. in their life. Drastic, yeah. you know? Yeah. And for me, it was it was the facing of the loss of my company, laying people off, looking at our investors and saying, I don't think I'm going to return your investment, feeling like I let everybody down. Not really knowing how to like pick myself back up and start over again. I was, it was like so monumental. Reinvent yourself. Yeah. And like CBD came in my life at the most opportune time. <laughs> and when things, when things ended with RadPad, it was really more about me looking inward and saying like, what was, what was I prioritizing? How was I living my life? What were the things I was valuing? I, a lot of the conclusion I came to was like, I needed to change how I was living. And really, it really came down to like well being. And it was the first time I think in my life I've ever looked inside and said, I don't like how I feel. I've been there, you know, been there. Have you? Yeah, plenty of times. You know, I think uh, 
So to touch on like, I believe in like the universe, and, like parallels and, you know, like I didn't just find this drink, reach out to you. And like, you're here today because like I got lucky, you got lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was a reason for it. So last year I, my son was about to be born and two and a half weeks before my son was born, I went to go slide in the second base and a friend's softball league that was like basically doing a favor, playing on the team as a favor to fill in, right? Went to go slide. There was a six foot rip turf on the seam, like the infield going into the outfield into second base. And my cleat got caught in the turf and my ankle snapped on impact. Literally like, I'm talking like you heard the click. So you know, as you know, if you ever hurt yourself or you've been in a car accident or whatever, something tragic, like everything slows down, time yeah. slows down. And I remember like, as I was falling close to the ground, it was like, fuck, I have work. Fuck, I run four companies. Fuck, they're all reliant on me. Fuck, my son's going to be born. Fuck, I, and then just hit the ground, right? And I'm like, shit, like, obviously I know it's broken. Am I going to need surgery? I don't have health insurance at the time because I was in a dispute with my employer who I was who contracted with. So now I'm like, the whole world is collapsing right in front of me in the matter of a split second. So I wound up having surgery about a week later. A friend's father did me a favor, an orthopedic surgeon who's to this day a blessing. They wanted wow. $49,000 to repair wow. my ankle. He did it for $17,500, which is on her, 32000 That's a big number, especially with a kid coming and stuff. You know, yeah. He's running four businesses. Expenses were 30000 a month between the businesses and employees and payroll and you name it. And to be honest with you, the two things that changed my recovery, CBD, the oil, and cryotherapy. Still to this day, like those are the two things. Like I wouldn't have been at my son's birth walking, walking two and a half weeks after surgery if it wasn't for the CBD and the cryotherapy taking all the inflammation and the pain down. Gosh, that's that's so like humbling to hear and also gives truthfully, me goosebumps. Truthfully, no, truthfully, right? And again, like my whole life, so... I always knew I needed to change. I always knew I needed to change. I always knew I needed to do something different, right? I was a guy that sacrificed his entire well-being personally, inside and out, right? Mentally, physically, and emotionally for the residential mortgage business from December 2007 to age 20 to like age 30 in 2016 and a half, 17. I didn't take care of myself. I ate like shit. I hung out with the wrong people. I was a the black sheep, if you will. I'm this young kid who has so much potential hanging out with people that are much older that are pretty much defeated, you know, the market's up and down. And I always knew I had to get out, but I never had a way to get out. The money always brought me back in, always pulled me back in, you know, or a client pulled me back in or a $60,000 potential commission month brought me back in. And when my ankle broke, it's like, I got too much fat in my life, on my body, in everything. And I need to go lean. If it wasn't for my ankle breaking, my podcast wouldn't be up today. My life wouldn't be on up as it is. Now, people always associate money to like being up. Like, oh, great, you're making $10 million. Yeah, but if you're miserable, you're sucking on the inside, you have that pit every day, that's not living. I would rather make a third and live half the happy, comfortable, see my son every day and be happy with the right people than make three, four, five times that amount with just a constant roller coaster. So I think like what you said, something tragic or something life altering needs to happen in order to put people on the right path. Yeah, we're, you and I are lucky to have those experiences. I mean, at an early age, but, too. and at the same time, though, it's not like we'd go back and be like, "Let's break our ankle again," or "Let's like have the business yeah. fail," right? <laughs> but it's kind of like, thank God that happened because it faced us to look inwardly and it made us like have to, you know, change the way we were doing things. Well, the worst thing was, so I'm an active person, like still super active. I could be out, I could work thirty hours, at thirty hours, and not even think about it. Right? It's just how I am. That's how I'm wired. When you can't walk, when you can't put weight on your ankle, you realize who you're carrying physically, financially, emotionally, and what you're unable to do. So you take an active person that was, you know, doing NFL training workouts, right, to you're on the couch by yourself 
in your own head, can't move. The only thing you can do is watch TV for 24 hours a day, and your son's about to be born in two weeks. So, wow. you know, when you look at that, you're like, holy shit, the only thing that I have right now, the only thing is really my mind. And my mind, it's not in a good place. Yeah. So, you know, so when you get to that point, it's like you could only look within because you can't look at, the, there's four walls, a ceiling and a TV, and you can only hear someone's voice so many times. You know, you don't want to be bothered. You go into depression, you know, you, you face all these facts. And at the end of the day, again, the only thing that you can explore is yourself, I feel like. No, I totally agree. I mean, and those are really the moments where you have the time to explore yourself because your world has slowed down, you know? And I think honestly, like as I come across a lot of people, a lot of people share these stories with me and, and cause you know, my story. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are searching for a slower, I mean, people don't want to slow down and sit on the couch and be chill, right? But I think people want to be more in the moment. You know, they present. want they want to be more present, you know? And it's really hard to do that in the world we live in today because... Well, it goes right to your manifesto, right? I mean, your manifesto is, for too long, we've ignored the physical and emotional toll that living in this fast-paced, chaotic world has caused to our mind, body, and spirit. There are more demands on us today as human beings than at any other time in modern history, which is causing us to feel more stressed and more anxious. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. But I think for a lot of people, like, you don't even know that until something happens. And you're like, you look at your life and like, wow, I'm not happy with with how I was living my life. And then you you start asking yourself, well, why am I not happy? What was I doing or spending my time on that's not getting me where I want to be? And where do I want to be? And and what does that look like? You know, and for me, that happened with sort of the ending of RadPad for me. So what actually then got you to kick off this idea concept. Where are you in the stages of the company today? What's your goal and vision, obviously, for the next... Yeah, if you were, I mean, if, if two and a half years ago, three years ago, you'd be like, hey, you're making a beverage and selling CBD oil, you know, I, I would have been like, what? What, you know, <laughs> what is CBD rad. and yeah. CPG? I don't yeah. think so. I don't know anything about that. I'm a techie. And, you know, the truth is, is like, I am so much happier making vibes than I ever was at any other tech company I've ever worked for. Ever. And I ever. And I, you know, look, I worked at MySpace. What was the guy's name? Todd? Tom. 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 He was my boss. And I sat in a room just like we're sitting here right now with him sitting across from me. You know, still alive? Yeah, he's he's in Hawaii. He's become a really big photographer. Oh wow. Yeah, like really great. He killed it, right? I mean yeah, they all there were several of them that that did very well. well. Yeah. But it was just an experience. You know, it was such an amazing experience. But I look back at even that amazing experience like where I'm at today. And and maybe it's you know, it's being older, it's being wiser, it's, it's, it's being punched and getting back, you know, getting back up. And, you know, I'm just more grounded today. I'm just so much more grateful uh, for every day. You know, I like, I, I never got up and looked at the every day as like a, a gift, you know, and it really yeah. is to get up and just feel healthy, <laughs> you know, and just feel not anxious is sure. a gift. You know, I mean, really in today's world, you know, it, it really is. I used to wake up, you know, in my heyday, I would have like 30 to 40 active residential mortgages in my pipeline oh from my from 20 to 30, right? So imagine that's one person, they have realtors, attorneys, title companies, new business coming in, new referrals, you past clients. Like I would wake up every morning. So I tell a funny story. In 2013, I had five phones, five, five different phones? cell phones because different area codes in New York's funny. Like if you don't have the same area code somebody, they're probably not going to call it. Truthfully, you have a 212, 914, 917, 718, Jersey's 201, 908. So I'm like, all right, well, as I go and develop this territory, I'm going to get a 201 number. So when I go in here, they're like, oh, 201, great. Okay, The guy lives nearby. Yeah, we're close. He's local. Yeah, Yeah, local lending. That's what I always told myself, right? And I would wake up every day and finally I consolidated to one phone. I just went back to two phones literally a week ago because I'm like, I need to have personal time with my son, but I still need to have, you know, my Mm go-to VIPs. Like, if you need me, I got you. The other people could wait. So 
I can't wake up every day. I, I would wake up, the first thing I would do is look at your phone and you have 75 text messages, 300 emails. Most of the people that are pissed off wait until like after hours. So like I'll go to bed at 10 and be like in the middle of the night, you get a stupid email like, why am I not closing yet? Or you wake up first thing in the morning, like 6.50, three missed calls from Joe. When's my rate locking? I'm like, dude, like the market's not open yet. You know, it's 6.56 in the morning. So I had to then change that practice every single day for my entire mortgage career. Every single day, nights, weekends, you name it. I would wake up with that pit in my stomach and it would force me to get up. But I couldn't even eat breakfast because I was already sick by the time I woke up. God, now, what a horrible way to like live. You know? And I That's did not it for even 10, living. literally 10 years. And you know, from your 20s to your 30s, you're supposed to having the time of your life. You're supposed to be partying. I would go to sleep, wake up, miserable. By the time I got home, it would take me you know, two or three hours to unwind you probably didn't even sleep well. No, total chaos. Like literally, I wake up to pee in the middle of the night. I check my phone, and then I see a text message or an email or something or a missed call, and be like, "Oh, I might as well just get up," you know, or like I can't go back to sleep now. My mind's racing, right? Again, truly taking a step back and understanding like people could wait. Not everything has to be urgent. There are fires that have to be put out, but you need to create those boundaries. But you can't go out there and sell yourself that I'm available twenty four seven here when you need me, and then not be there when they need you. Right. So there's that healthy balance that you, ha- you have to figure out for yourself. I think that's what it comes down to is balance. And that's what we say a lot, you know, and, and sort of at Vibes is like it's balance. And that's really what people are looking for. It's like how do I balance a job like this with a family, with like my own personal time? And that's what I think people are really trying to figure out right now. And I think CBD is one part of that equation, mm-hmm. you know, for, for people. But it's, 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 a, it's a reconfiguration of, of your entire life. You've got to set those boundaries. Like even at Vibes, you know, as the, the founder and CEO of the company, I have employees and like I don't try to bother them in the evenings. I don't bother them on the weekends. Right. I mean, unless something is very important in an emergency because like people need to know that when they leave, they can check out. Right. Like that's in, the, in some industries you can, not every industry. Well, that's true. But you know, one of the, so at Radpad, when I was having nearly a nervous breakdown, you know, because of this litigation and sure. fighting with, you know, with my co-founders and, and different things. My brain was like so stressed out, like I couldn't even like think. I, could, or I mean, react. overreact, right? And so, talking to one of our investors, who's kind of a mentor, and I said, "Look, you know, my brain, like I just can't, I can't focus, I can't think." I, and he said, "You got to think of your brain like a muscle, and if you don't give your brain time to relax, mm-hmm. time off, he's like, it's like a muscle. It's just gonna, it's not gonna perform." Well, they say it's the strongest muscle in the body. Yeah. yeah. And so your heart, your that was that was like a light bulb for me though. It was like, wow, you're right. Like, because I do go to the gym, work out. Like, I don't work out the same muscle group every day. Right. You know, you need the t- right. time for rest, yeah. right? Like, same for your brain. And not for ten hours, right? <laughs> if you do whatever. And we're hour. not. And and most of us today are not giving our brains enough time to relax. So, do you believe that CBD actually gives you that brain recovery that you normally wouldn't get on your own until you? Train yourself to get I, it? Not, not fully. It's one piece of it, right? right? It allows me to like calm sort of the anxious energy in my brain to a, a level that I can like just kind of focus, right? Like my mood improves, you know, I get calmer, more focused a, a bit, but it's also like, it's also, there's other things, right? That, you know, it's that I have to employ to kind of help calm me down. Like, sure. for example, I listen to classical music in the background. They now. say it's the same thing. Same calm your brain, relax. Unfortunately, I listen to gangster rap music all day long. So I'm usually hyped up. Right. My brain's calm. Right. My body's know? intense. My brain's calm. But I think it's like for me, like, I, you know, two years ago, I was on the classical music, but yeah. I've learned that like classical music calms me down. So right. I play it in the background, like, you know, in the office or sure. where I'm working or in my home in the morning. The first thing I do is get up and turn on classical music, drink some water. 
I don't check my phone in the morning. Like I used to get up and the first thing I do is look at my phone. Now I actually shower, get dressed before I even look at my phone. And that just that alone, like life changing, life changing. And what it does then is people like if you start getting up in the morning and like if you're up like I am around 630 and you start emailing and texting people, then they expect that they can reach you at that time. But if they know that, you know, you're not coming on until 8, 830, you know, then they wait, they wait. And I think, but I also think that trains them, you know, it's like, give this, give this person respect, you know, and they're going to reply anyway until 830. Exactly. So why, why, you know, why? And, but I also pay that same respect then to my employees and my customers, you know, I'm not bothering them at 6am or 9pm at night, you know, so we can all, it starts with ourselves, but then I think we set an example for all those around us, you know, talk to us about dosages and obviously people have different body types. I've obviously explored, I have to see what works for me. So, I mean, I I know one day I think I took like, I don't even know how much milligrams I took of the hemp extract. I had like the green superfoods that I take. One scoop in the morning, one scoop at night, one of these. I have the caramels. I've tried everything. My buddy, I told you, owns a store in Hoboken, the green room. You should go check it out. You actually sell your product there. That's how I found out about you guys through here. I'm like, I love this mission. I got to reach out. That's how the whole story connected. So explain to me, like, okay, you have an 18 to 30-year-old, let's call it, a 30 to 50-year-old, and then a 50-plus-year-old. That's kind of how I feel the demographic breaks down, right? for influence wise 18 to 30 your body's one way 30 to 50 you're kind of like in that middle age and then 50 and above like whether you're 50 or 90 there's still different impacts so how many milligrams should somebody take of cbd per day and how should they split up those dosages or should you only take it once a day what's your recommendation so vibes is 25 milligrams of cbd isolate and you know our our goal is is for for daily well-being is to drink one a day we designed them to be very light. As you mentioned, you kind of drank the whole thing quickly. Like we designed them to be like that because essentially we want you to drink the whole beverage so you get the full dosage, right? If it was heavy or thick or yeah. hard to consume, like you, you wouldn't maybe want to drink the whole thing. So, but the, the verdict is still out, to be honest, on what the appropriate dosage is, depending on sort of what you're trying to solve for. Mm-hmm. So for example, you know, if you're older, you may have more inflammation, more pain, more, more, you know, joint issues. You're probably going to need a hundred plus milligrams. To wow. have relief from there. That's what the science is showing. 100 plus. 100 plus milligrams. It's a big number, an expensive number too. Yeah, it's, it is. And so a beverage like fives, you have to drink four of these a day. Yeah, it's 50 bucks. Just to, just to probably have some sort of relief. And so we've designed vibes more for people that, that struggle with like anxiety and stress. And that's something I think that everyone, regardless of your age group, um, you have it regardless. Ha- has, yeah, exactly. So, and I found that for me personally, like about twenty-five milligrams is good for me for the day. I, for the day, I tend to drink though two vibes a day, yeah. and so I take I about fifteen milligrams. <laughs> I do. Thank, thankfully, I get yeah. it for a cheaper yeah. price. But I tend to drink two a day. You know, we, we raised the dosage. It was originally fifteen milligrams. We raised it to twenty-five milligrams earlier this year. And the reason why we did that is because I believe that twenty-five milligrams was the right dosage for people to actually get the benefits of it for for stress and anxiety. So it's interesting, again, as I've been playing around, I usually do like a couple of days on, change it up, right? Yeah. Mornings, nights, whatever. Obviously, if I'm going into a meeting, whatever. So you'll probably laugh. I don't know if you've ever heard me say this before, but I'm known to take pre-workout to work, not workout. Like I take pre-workout, like if I need to get in the zone or write a blog or do whatever, I'll literally take two scoops of pre-workout and just go to work, right? That fuels me, gets me going, kind of gets me out of that hump in the morning if you wake up early okay once you take the pre-workout you're lit take a shower and you're out so i've also tried with cbd for example i'll drink one of these before the chaos starts so then that way i'm already calm going in so if i know my excitement's going to be elevated i'll take one of these first so by time my level eight would have been 10 
or my level six is only at four. And that actually calms me going into maybe an intense or chaotic situation. Well, that's, that's interesting you bring that up because I think most people today drink coffee and energy drinks Correct. or take pre-workout before work, Correct. which yeah. kind of biohack themselves because they want that extra energy. They yeah. want to get the extra productivity, yeah. right? But what they don't like is the anxiety that comes with Correct. that, which is what caffeine causes. So people are, I'm hearing a lot of similar stories to yours where people are taking like coffee and adding CBD to it or taking an energy drink and, and putting CBD into it. And in fact, in all of our beverages, there's a little bit of green tea, although the strawberry lavender here doesn't have any green tea in it, but there's about 30 milligrams of caffeine in all of our beverages. For that same reason, it's like, here's a little bit of energy, sure. but let's kind of like mellow out the, the anxious feelings. So, so, okay, so you can stimulate the brain, but still mellow out the anxiety. That's powerful. That's kind of like, kind of like your cheat code. Well, we actually sell a product to retailers. It's a CBD. It's basically our, our same product we put in our beverages. It's a water-soluble CBD powder. A lot of coffee shops are buying it to put into lattes and wow. coffees. So customers can get the, the caffeine without the, you know, the jitters. So coming from my residential mortgage background, which I can really, I relate everything in life to two things, mortgages and sports, right? Like if you give me an analogy on one of those two things, like we could talk for 17 days straight. In the residential mortgage business, there are so many pretenders, right? Who's got the big checkbook? I'm coming out, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but there's no substance behind it, right? Same thing in sports. Like, oh yeah, you know, I ran a 4440. And then you go back and talk to like their coach 10 years ago and they're like, he ran a 4740, you know? Like, why lie? Like, you're giving these pretenders out there. And I feel like in the CBD space right now, there have been a ton of pretenders that have flooded the market diluted the brands same thing I'm, I'm assuming with drug dealers like you're you're lacing your products you're cutting it whatever it might be how do you maintain your integrity and stand out as like the first class elite product in an industry where everyone's buying hemp marijuana stocks left and right everyone has a cbd hookup how do you personally combat that it is a bit of the wild west right now and that's why we're you know we're very supportive at vibes of of uh, regulation from the fda and standardization across the board you know one of the things that that we've noticed with with we were one of the first to come into the market and we're we sell vibes now in almost every major market so we're we're really one of the first cbd products that people find on the shelves and so others that are coming out with CBD products, we've noticed are dosing and pricing their beverage to ours, which kind of tells us that they're watching what so we're doing. So you're setting the market. So we're setting the market in a way. And one of the things that, that I've noticed is that, you know, there's been a lot of reports lately of people testing products and the products coming back and not having the right dosage in it. Or, you know, it doesn't align with what's on the label. Yeah, the numbers don't have to match with Yeah, the and so one of the things we've done since day one, and this is something I would encourage anyone to do that's buying CBD products, is we lab test, we independently lab test all of our, our products every time we make a new batch, and we publish those lab results on our website. And so a consumer can go find a bottle in the store, match up the so expiration fully date. fully transparent. Fully transparent. And starting this month, actually, on all of our bottle labels, we're adding a lab-tested seal to it. So a consumer can pick wow. up our bottle, know that it was lab-tested independently, and under the lab seal, have a, uh, a URL to our website where they can go and actually see that's the actual incredible. report, right? And that's something I think is going to become more required. It should be, though. You're it putting should the be. shit in your it body. You should know what's going into that's your body. That's how I feel about it. Right? You know, if, if I'm going to pick up a product and, and put it in my body, right. like I should be able to feel confident knowing that, that it's actually labeled properly. Right. And right? my heart's not going to explode. Right. And so we're trying to give the market that, uh, that confidence and we're hoping that it'll start forcing others. You know, if the FDA is going to drag their feet on regulation, then the industry needs to step up and actually uh, uh, do something to reassure consumers and regulators that these are safe products. But again, that same thing with the residential mortgage business. I'm not sure if you've ever gotten a mortgage. I'm sure. I haven't know. yet. Hopefully you, soon. Okay. So one day you will, right? But 
you've raised money, you've raised capital, and you've obviously seen VC term sheets, and you know how extensive oh, yeah. they are. And like, there's this one line that basically sells your soul to the devil, right? Usually they try and slip it in there, yes. right? They could, yes. right? They, they basically own you. So I always said with the residential mortgage business, the reason why I stood out was I was fully transparent. But people that were my competitors were never transparent. So I would literally sit with a client, type in the computer, your scenario, literally pull up your entire profile, click a button, and it would tell you your rate. I'm not hiding anything from you. I'm like, look, we're logging right into the market right now. Yes, there's margin built in. The bank has to make money. I'm not charging you more. I'm not charging you less. Here's where the market is today. People were like, I like you because you're showing me what the rate is. So Bank of America might be at 5%. And a little disclaimer, we're charging you a 1% fee. And I'm like, well, look, we're at 5.1% not charging you a fee. But look, here's the breakdown. Here's the comparison. So I think every industry, especially when it comes to financing, real estate, and obviously health and wellness, what you're putting into your body, it should be fully transparent so you can make the most educated decision. You need that regulation to protect people. Absolutely. And that's where I think the FDA is really failing us right now because this industry's exploded in the last right. you know, year. Well, it's still new. It's still very new. And you know, the, the industry is waiting for the FDA to come out with, with their guidelines on this. And so we decided instead of waiting, we're going to do the things we think that they're going to require anyways and the things that we think are right. It's kind of risky though, right? Well, uh, not really. In, in my opinion, it's not risky. It's, it's, it makes good business sense because, you know, we're essentially educating the market mm-hmm. on this product. And, you know, I think because we're sort of out front, it's going to cause others to either follow us. And if they won't follow us and, and start labeling properly, start testing properly and being transparent with that, then retailers won't carry their products. As of right now, obviously, you have to put the ingredients on the label. What else do you see, like ingredients, strawberry juice, lemon juice, lavender, Erythritol? Erythritol. Yeah, it's a natural. Like all this sweetener. stuff in here, I can't even pronounce. If I can't pronounce the word, I probably don't even know what it is. And then organically produced. Are those all like disclaimers that you have to put on there? Or are there certain things you can include or exclude? Yeah, so there's, believe it or not, there's actually guidelines around labeling. It, it, that's even kind of a gray area, even though right. the FDA sort of sets these guidelines. We actually work with a, an, sort of a, a, a law firm out of Chicago. That's all they do is advise companies on labeling. So they've taken a look at our packaging and our bottling and advise us on what needs to be included and what we, we don't need to include. But, you know, we try to err on the side of including the things that are really important and, and that matter, especially when it comes to, like, the ingredients that are in the product. Like, by law, we've got to list all the ingredients in that product. What we don't have to do currently is we don't have to lab test it. We don't have to give consumers the ability to see what's in the so beverage. We're doing that above and beyond. We're doing that above and beyond. It's, caught, it's expensive. You know, we sure. have to do it for every flavor, sure. every batch. But, again, I think it's the right thing to do. And, if you know, I look at it as, like, if I was a consumer and came out and buy this product, and I am a consumer and I do buy this product, like, what would I want, you know? And what I want to know is that this, somebody tested this right. and can verify that it actually has the dosage in there and it has the cannabinoids that, that the product tells you it has. Do you think eventually humans will be able to be tested and then recommended dosages will be given of CBD? Like, hey, based on this full report, you should take X milligrams in the morning, X in the afternoon, X at night, Three days a week. Do you think it could be fine-tuned to each Yeah, I do person? think we're getting there. I think there's there's a lot of research being done right now in, in hemp and cannabinoids, particularly around CBD. The government's actually sponsoring a, yeah, a science right so now. they're getting behind it. They're, they're getting behind it, yeah, and which is great. But it's going to take some time to get those results. But I do think we're we're on a path to kind of knowing, okay, at, at this dosage, it helps with this. And at this dosage, it helps with that. And I do think just from my own sort of experimentation that if you're suffering from like chronic pain, mm-hmm. 25 milligrams in our beverages is not going to be enough to like show you relief. It's going to, you're going to have to take 100 plus milligrams. But the price will come down on CBD. I mean, it's expensive right now. The right. most expensive cost within, or, you know, product and, you know, the ingredient in our beverage is the CBD. 
why it's eight dollars. It's but a big that, number for most people. It is, but I think people are willing to spend money on products that are good for them. You know, that make them feel good. So let's say somebody has a, a limited budget, right? They can't afford, you know, seven. They can't spend fifty six dollars a week, two hundred dollars a month on your product. Can they take one every other day and still benefit from it, or should they take one for three days in a row and then four days off? What's your? How well, I you? think it, it depends on everybody. Again, like it's like you know, it's interesting. My mom, when she drinks five, she doesn't feel anything. She's like, oh, I really like the blueberry mint. John's my favorite flavor, but you know, Send I don't feel more. anything. Yeah. But you know, my dad and I, we you know, we, we really feel it. I never would have gotten into this category sure. had I not felt CBD. To me, it would have been. You know, just another like turmeric. You know, it's like they say it's yeah. good for you, yeah. but you know, I don't Can't feel anything. Feel so for for me, and I think for the market, like if you feel CBD, you know it works, and it doesn't matter what it costs, you're gonna pay for it. So the oil made me feel. If I remember the first couple of times I took it, and then when I didn't take it until I broke my ankle again. I took it a little bit to just try it, and then I wound off of it, and then got back on heavy when my ankle broke because I had to. Another option. I kind of felt like present but more present but like kind of like loopy you know what i mean it's probably a little bit of thc in there is that what there's it was really yeah there's uh, by law uh, by federal law you can put up to point three percent of the product can contain thc that's why we don't put any thc in our beverages right. we, we there's people that want to drink vibes and know they're not getting any cannabis in their body but there's a thought within the industry that it's called the entourage effect are you familiar with that mm-hmm. the entourage effect is basically like the plant produces all these cannabinoids so in order for the body to like work harmoniously it needs all the different cannabinoids oh, from wow. the plant there's no science to back that up. Right. And the people that are selling, you know, full it's called full spectrum CBD oil versus ours is CBD isolate. So full spectrum costs more on the market. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense, right? Well, it's four times more powerful. Well, right? that's what they'll yeah. tell you, right? Yeah. But there's no there's no proof that that's actually true. And the reason why I use isolate is one, we can guarantee our customers no THC, but also the FDA has approved CBD isolate for children of epilepsy. It's the most effective form of treatment wow. to prevent seizures. So if the FDA has approved it, a CBD isolate, then you know that there's it's safe and there's 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 actually medicinal value there. So believe it or not, my son is a full risk taker. He's one years old and two weeks today. So oh, he's got birthday. Thanks, man. He's got balls. I mean, like jumping off the couch head first. You name it. Like we throw like the fumble. You inherited your genes, huh? Oh, dude. It's, I tell you, mini me. Like I'll throw the football and we'll both run and dive on it. Like I'm gonna fight him to like, get the fumble recovery. Like that's what we do at night, right? Run all in the living room. And whatever I do, he has to do. Like, forget about it. It doesn't matter what it is, eating, drinking, sleeping, jumping on my head, he'll do it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I give him a little, little, little sip every morning of vibes, right? Does this do anything to him? No. But he feels, you know, he, like he's part, he's cool. He's cool because he does it. What's your opinion on getting a one or two year old a little small sip of it to expose them to it yeah that's a great question my brother just and his wife just had a baby and she was asking when she was pregnant if she should she could drink vibes you know and there's no research that suggests it's harmful in fact the world health organization came out and have studied this for years and said that cbd is uh it's not harmful to humans Mm -hmm. even as you think of it like a vitamin right Right. like a vitamin c you can take 1500 milligrams of vitamin c when you have a cold or 50 milligrams you know and, and orange juice but but what i would advise is to talk to your doctor first. There's no proof that that it's harmful to children. In fact, FDA has approved Epidiolex, which is the CBD-derived drug for children of epilepsy. So it's, it's actually a CBD drug for children of epilepsy. Wow. And children as young as 10 years old are taking it. Wow. But, you know, if it was my own kid, I would want to consult with my doctor. You know, you would just give him a sip. No, I would give him a sip because it, it's me. But <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know who's listening yeah, 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 and I don't want to give people yeah. medical Correct. advice. But, Correct. you know, if it, was my, if it was my child, I'd have no problem giving him CBD. Right. To somebody else's child, I would recommend consulting with your doctor. So the big question is going to be, do you see eventually CBD being covered by insurance? 
Gosh, I hope it. I hope it is. It you know, I, I think you know, coming coming out of my first job out of college was in the pharmaceutical industry, and look, we need pharmaceutical drugs. We, you know, they they treat you a number. That? Oh, sure. absolutely. But I but I also believe that we're as a society, instead of like dealing with some of the root causes of the problems, it's like a simple mental sp- issues. You mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like well being and and mental. Um, we're just we're just going to the doctor, and the doctors are over prescribing medications. They're making the most money. Yeah, it's a for profit healthcare system. So obviously, you know, people. Are going to be incentivized to write prescriptions when they don't necessarily need them, and I think as a society we have to kind of ask ourselves: is that is that the right system for us, right? And and if if it is, then we have to ask ourselves: like you know, if you if you are if you do get sick, you know, what is the right remedy? And I think people today, given the opioid crisis, are looking for more naturalized forms of medicine. In LA, where I'm from, you know, it's it's a big deal. People are looking and testing all kinds of things and biohack trying to biohack their bodies, and they're not using pharmaceutical drugs. They're using naturalized medicines, psych, psych, you know, psychotropics and nootropics, and you know, CBD is just one part of that. I think out of all of the things on the market today, natural CBD has the most potential because we're we're learning the most about it because it's just something that's in front of us today. But I think uh, as a consumer, like people are more and more open for the first time to trying non-pharmaceutical, you know, health remedies. What are all the products that you and your company cover? Obviously, you have the beverage. What else do you have? What else do you offer? Really, it's just beverage. I believe beverage is the right, the best in the right format for for consuming CBD. There's a lot of benefits to consuming a water solubilized uh, cannabinoid versus an oil solubilized cannabinoid. So you actually digest it and get more of it into your bloodstream uh, through a water soluble. More a lot so than of, putting it under your tongue. Yeah, more so than putting it under your tongue. A lot of people tell me they never, uh, when they tried the oils, they never felt CBD, but when they drank our beverages, they actually felt it for the wow. first time. Powerful. And, I, and I don't think that's because necessarily we have like a better CBD. It's just because the 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 way that the CBD is processed and put into the beverage is through a water soluble format, and it's just easier for your body to get that into your bloodstream. And that's why I think people feel it more because they're actually getting. It's called bioavailability. You know, it's like if you take a vitamin, you know, a lot of it you, you only get between ten to twenty percent of that into right. your bloodstream because most of it goes. It out. Yeah. So, but with but with a water soluble, you get more of that into your bloodstream. So you think your average person, if they have injuries, aches, pains, whatever takes 100 milligrams a day, they'll feel completely different? They should notice something, right? Like whether it depends on, like if you break your leg and you're in severe pain, right. you know, you may need 500 milligrams right. CBD. Right. But if you, you know, if you're, if you have arthritis, you know, and it's inflammation, you know, 100 milligrams may actually give you relief. And I know a lot of people who do have arthritis who are taking CBD, both the topicals and, you know, uh, consumables, and they're feeling relief from it. So the NFL, I know um, a friend of mine trains a couple of NFL guys locally, and he said a lot of the massage therapists use, I guess, CBD lotions or oils. I had a massage on Saturday. I had a CBD is it, do you feel like is that something that your body absorbs if it's topical? I've tried the CBD cream as well. My lower back when it's been tight and it works kind of like Bengay it's or kind of Tiger temporary Bomb. Relief, right? Temporary, it's right? not. It's not like it, that. And that's the thing that the first time I ever tried a topical, I had it. I have broad shoulders. You can probably tell. Yeah. I had to like Were a crank in my neck. Now I wasn't a swimmer <laughs> actually. I, I should have been, but I can't swim. But I wasn't a swimmer. I couldn't get up at five a.m. and gotcha. go swim it. You know. But uh, I did put some CBD lotion on my neck when I had a crink in my neck, and I'm telling you, within like 10 seconds, like it was, it was like Gumby. Serious? Yeah. But it came back, you know, the, the An hour later. The, no, like a couple hours later, you know, it was still it got sore again. So I, I always tell people if if you can feel the topical, imagine what it's doing inside your so body. Should, do you recommend maybe doing an internal and external? Yeah, depending on what your, you know, if you have anxiety, there's nothing really. No external. There's no external. Um, but if you have pain, yeah, absolutely. You should be treating it from, from both sides. Now, does CBD offer any type of injection? 
Are people I'm not aware. I'm not aware of any in, injectables. Right I would, I would assume that that goes right to the spot, right? Like, so if you have inflammation in your knee and you inject it with CBD, I'm assuming that would I'm be sure the that'll most, be coming at some point. It has to. Be. I, would I think the challenge right now is getting it into a, a format that's safe to put gotcha. into an injectable. Gotcha. Uh, there's a, that's a whole different kind of beast. What about the edibles? Do you recommend the edibles? So I've tried a lot of edibles, but I haven't tried a lot that have actually like given me like you know I've, I've felt it. Sure. And frankly, like most of the edibles today are like gummies. They're not the healthiest. So I try to stick with things that are like a little healthier. And also, you know, with, with gummies or any type of like food consumable, you put that in your body and most of it's going into your digestive system. So you're not absorbing a lot of it. Gotcha. What's your goal? Obviously, you want to grow the company and keep helping people and live a better lifestyle. What's your actual goal of the company? My goal of the company is sort of like what it says on the label. This is sort of like help people live more presently. So this isn't a pump and dump? No. This is like no, a long-term No, thing, I mean, I mean if I wanted to pump and dump this, I would go out and raise lots of money. And uh, like some of my competitors are doing, yeah. just go balls to the wall yeah. and try to like spray this everywhere. And like the truth is like we're trying to do things the right way. We're trying yeah, to – we're, we're, we're buying from, you know, reputable um, suppliers. We visit all the farms. They have all the documentation. You know, we source – even like with the non-CBD ingredients that we're sourcing like – our ginger from Peru, from a, wow. from a Peruvian uh, farm that actually wow. like employs like a whole village. So it's magical and, in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we're trying to like do the right things, you know. And unfortunately, like we were one of the first in the category, so you know we have that first kind of mover advantage that's going on for us right now. But you know, my goal is 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 to help people feel better. That's really what my goal is. As far as sales go, what's your overall goal for sales? Like, what type of volume are you doing right now on a monthly basis? That's an interesting question. Um, up and down, I'm sure, right? No, actually, you know, so I started the company in uh, January 2018. Oh, recently? I didn't, yeah, okay. yeah. So it's it's less than two years old. Yeah. We did, you know, more money in, in 2018 than I ever made in four years at my last company. We raised $15 million. Come on, really? Yeah, I mean, look, we haven't really raised any money. Right. And we employed today 13 people. So you're lean. So we're lean. Uh, but, I mean, 13 is a lot of people. Yeah, you when know, I say but, lean, I mean, you don't have the 50 people, seven offices. Yeah, but, like, you know, we're, we're paying 13 people a really good wage sure. we're giving them we just we just brought in health insurance wow. you know and like it's, it's, it feels I'm really proud to, to start a company and Huge. not raise lots of money yeah. and be able to sort of build it from the ground up you know and I think so many entrepreneurs I meet today want to just take their idea and go get investors to subsidize it you and know and, but they want they don't want to change their life you know they still want to drive their well, BMW we they want, yeah exactly that founders want to do you know him I don't know him personally but I think what he did is, is Pretty disgraceful. He's done. No, he, I think he's going to have big Yeah, problems. I mean, it's how, that's, like, that's greed, right? But I believe, like, you know, you can build a great company today. You don't have to move at 100 miles an hour. And I think consumers feel that, you know? And one of the things that's actually benefited us by CBD sort of being in a gray area still is it's kept the big grocery stores from getting into this yet. So the only place for us to really play right now is what's called up and down the street, the mom and pops, the independents, the small grocers and bodegas. And that's allowed us to really reach the consumer in a very unique way. You know, when you walk into a, a little natural food store and you see Vibe sitting there and it's the first CBD beverage you've seen. Powerful. It's powerful, right? It's a moment. You know, people don't go to Whole Foods to discover price. They sure. go there to pick up what they what they need and what they know. So it's it's really, I think, it's really great for us to be able to build a brand up and down the street and take our time before we get into a Whole Foods. So as we close up the episode, we always leave somebody with something to deposit. Deposit, that means deposit one thing to your memory bank, your brain, right? Listen to the whole episode, learn 100 things. But what would you like to leave everybody with that they can implement to their daily basis? In terms of like their Life advice, their business advice, yeah. I think wake it's, up and drink vibes, whatever. I think give yourself time to like slow down. 
I wish somebody that was very successful would tell me that. Right. It's okay to slow down. They tell you, keep going, go harder, go harder. Everybody push, wants push, to go push, harder, push. right? They, th- they say in order to be successful, you got to work 20 hours right. a day. You got to be up before everybody and keep working after everybody. Right. You got to be accessible all the time. And that's like wearing us all down like quickly. And like, that's not, we only have one life to live. Right. You know, how great does it feel to get up every day and not always have something to do? When's the last time you had that opportunity? I'm with you. Right? I get it. And to give yourself permission to slow down. Well, appreciate you coming out here all the way from LA yeah. for this and that you're here anyway, and we'll have you back Thanks on the Jeff. show. And tell everyone you can visit your website, Instagram, what's the best way to follow you guys? You know, if if, if we don't post a lot because we think it's distracting to yeah. people, so, uh, but if you want to follow us on Instagram, where that's pretty much the only place we, we, we chat is uh, I Drink Vibes with a Y. And the website? Is idrinkvibes.com. And you can use the code deposit that for free shipping, which you were so nice. Yeah, to shipping on a, on a, you know, a 20 pound case expensive. glass, expensive yeah, it's a glass yeah. beverage. So you're, you're saving quite a bit of money by, by getting the shipping for free. Thanks so much for the information on CBD and hopefully we'll get your sales. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it.